article in the New York Times this morning about coronavirus absolutism. In a public health emergency, absolutism is a very tempting response. It's the idea that people should cease all behavior that creates additional risk. As the article pointed out, this instinct led to call for gay men to stop having sex during the AIDS crisis. It also spurred campaigns for teen abstinence to reduce sexually transmitted diseases and pregnancies. And to fight obesity, people have been drawn to fads like the elimination of trans fats or carbohydrates. Today, the new absolutist tendency is the discouragement or even prohibition of any behavior that seems to increase the risk of coronavirus infection even minutely. The University of California, Berkeley has just banned outdoor exercise, masked or not. And the University of Massachusetts Amherst has banned outdoor walks. The New York City subway system closes every night for a deep cleaning. The city of San Antonio and Bear County have taken a more measured approach following scientific evidence that suggests that COVID is not spread in outdoor settings unless you are in close long-term proximity. And they heed reports from scientists who increasingly say that there is little to no evidence that contaminated surfaces can spread the virus and that the one surface, surface that is most important to wash frequently and vigorously is the human hand. And while clearly there are those in our community who disregard the fairly modest public mandates in place about mask wearing, social distancing, and limited numbers indoors, many of us find comfort in the promise of absolutism. Why not take every single possible precaution? The answer is, for most, is simple. Because we are human, and requiring people to take every possible precaution long-term is unrealistic. As social creatures, we crave connection and pleasure, and the vast majority of us are unwilling to avoid all danger at all times. Dr. Muge Sevic, an infectious disease specialist at the University of St. Andrews in Scotland, who spent much of her career studying the HIV crisis, equates the lessons learned then to our COVID reality now. People do not have unlimited energy, so we should ask them to be vigilant where it matters most, she has written. Telling Americans to wear masks when they're unnecessary undermines efforts to persuade more people to wear a mask when they are vital. Remember, Americans are not doing a particularly good job of wearing masks when they make a big difference indoors and when people are close together outdoors. Reading this article while sipping my morning coffee, this week's Torah portion, Mish Patim, came to mind. After all, this week's Torah portion builds on last week's Ten Commandments and starts to set out all the requirements and obligations that make up the 613 commandments in Torah. These mishpatim include laws dealing with the treatment of slaves, crimes of murder and kidnapping, personal injuries, damages through neglect or theft, offenses after others, offenses against others through lying, witchcraft, idolatry, oppression, unfair practices, and unjust treatment of judges. They provide an essential infrastructure for creating a just and ethical society and were revolutionary in their breadth and foresight at the time. But there are a lot of laws in Mishpatim, 53 in three and a half chapters, including 23 imperative commandments, you shalls, and 30 prohibitions, you shall nots. 
You don't have to be a Torah expert to know that the Jews of the Torah, just like the Jews of today, did not always have the most success in following all the commandments. If following all the rules to absolute perfection were easy, we wouldn't have the Jewish concept of teshuvah, repentance, that we return to again and again. God may have wanted total obedience, but it seems pretty clear right from the start that the ideal of absolutism could never be the answer. Built into the laws of Mishpatim is an assumption that there will be times when people do the wrong thing, make a selfish decision, hurt someone else either by mistake or for their own gain. The Torah laws are there to come up with a solution to resolve whatever conflict or damage has come about from imperfect people acting in imperfect ways. Seems to me that our continued response to the COVID pandemic should be much the same. Adhere to reasonable rules that follow the emerging data and the best science we have. Focus on what is most effective. Wearing masks when we are indoors with people not in our immediate family or pod, whether you've been vaccinated or like me are still waiting for your turn. Limiting social gatherings to outdoors, washing our hands on a regular basis, and doing what makes sense for you and your own personal situation. Trying hard not to judge others who make different decisions based on theirs. Banning college students from outdoor walks won't make them stay inside their dorm rooms for weeks on end, but it probably will increase the chances that they gather indoors. And spending money on perpetual deep cleaning leaves less money for safety measures that will protect people like faster vaccination. We need concrete rules and standards for our society to function, and not only in the face of an international pandemic. The laws laid out in Mishpatim remind us how essential it is to get into the nitty gritty of what justice, equity, and caring communities require. Absolute perfection may not be required, but acting thoughtfully towards our fellow human beings is. Let us continue to focus on the big picture, but also attend to the details that matter most making safe choices and treating each other with kindness and respect. Amen.